This is Sports Talk with Jack Wilson on News Talk 770, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Those phone lines are open, easy to call, easy to text on Sports Talk with Jock. Give me a follow on Twitter at Sports on 770. My email address, jock at newstalk770.com. Lots to talk about as the Calgary Flames held their final practice on Saddledome ice earlier today. Then they jumped on a jet plane and they flew into Anaheim. Of course, they will practice on the pond tomorrow, and then that series gets rolling on Thursday night. It's a late starting game. Uh, These late games are a little bit of a pain in the you-know-what, but uh, the Calgary Flames, Anaheim Ducks, will start 8.30 Calgary time. Coming up on Sports Talk with Jock, we will get to the Sports Geek of the Day. Got a couple of good candidates in the running for you tonight, but you got to stick around till the end of the show to find out who they are. But right now, let's get back to the Flames and the Ducks. Dave Rowe was down at the Scotiabank Saddledome earlier today, checking out the Flames' final practice, and he ran into assistant general manager Craig Conroy. Here's Dave Rowe sitting down with the AGM. Well, it wouldn't be a Flames playoff run if we didn't hearken back to 2004, because really, why wouldn't we? I mean, Craig, just, you know, getting on, on the eve of, of the playoffs here, just uh, how do you compare just the way you feel now as a, as a front office guy going in compared to, you know, that day back in 04 when the team was back for the first time in a long time and you weren't expected to be there? Yeah, you know, it, it's different feelings, but it's the same. I mean, I think uh, as a player, you're just excited. You know, you worked all year, and now it's you're, you're going for that Stanley Cup. On our side, it's the same way, but we don't feel, I don't feel like, I probably have more anxiety all the time. You know, as a player, you're excited, then the game start, and it's just back to normal, and, and you want to perform. You know, and you can kind of do something. On this side, you just kind of sit and watch and hope, and, uh, you know, and you're willing at everything, every power play, every, you know, every time you see something, yeah. Uh, you know, you're just kind of hoping for it. You don't have any real control at this point in time. Yeah, that 04 group, I mean, that was that was a different kind of team. I say a lot of people didn't expect you to be there. When you compare it, like, sort of that group, that team in 04, just to the kinds of personalities and the kinds of players, what sort of similarities do you see between uh, this year and then, and, and what are the big differences? You know, obviously... Uh, you know, that team was probably a little bit more just junkyard dog. You know, I don't think we had we had Mika and, and Jerome as our stars. And then the rest of us just kind of were plumbers, work hard. You know, it wasn't pretty all the time, but we just felt like, hey, we were going to outwork other teams and we were going to be physical. And, and that was it. Our team's probably got more speed and more skill here. You know, and I mean, you look at what we have now and it's just uh, more a dynamic team that has a lot a lot of speed and skill and then obviously uh, you know feel like the way Elliot's been playing down the stretch we have good goaltending too so that that's the key I mean in the end Mika was probably the difference and, and we're going to need the same thing from Elliot One of the other fun things about that that 4 team is just like the, the personalities oh. that really started to emerge guys like you know like Ville Neiman and, and, and Mike Commodore you know when you when you look at this team is there a guy that you know maybe we don't know all that well that uh, you know depending on how long the run goes becomes sort of the the, the personality of that run? Well, I think, you know, I, I look at it, Christopher Steak has got a great personality. You know, he's already won Stanley Cups, so I expect him really to kind of shine and, and help everyone else. You know, I think that year, our young guys, uh, you know, with Kami and Monador, and, you know, they definitely had big personalities, and they were just having fun. You know, I think so. Here, when I look at this team, 
you know, I think a guy like Curtis Lazar might be. You know, he might if he's not in the lineup right away. You know how playoffs go. Those guys weren't in the lineup right away, but they became kind of folk heroes. You know, as we went along and, and as we got to that Stanley Cup Finals, you know, they they were a big part of it. So we know it's going to take everybody. It was as hard as you have to play here. You're going to be injuries and. I'm kind of looking forward to who's going to be that next guy. But I see Curtis Lazar as one of those players that might might rise in this playoffs. And uh, just, okay, so this is now the oldest active building in the NHL. Just for what you've seen from your playing days and now, like, you know, when you're sitting up top, is it, is it developing the playing surface, any kind of personality? Is there any kind of home field advantage, any weird bounces off the boards, any way, you know, the, the, the ice breaks down through a period, anything that, you know, anything that, that gives, that makes this place different than any other rink? Well, I mean, I think first of all, it's a sea of reds, so I mean it, it, I remember just standing out there uh, you know, at, for the national anthems, and just that playoff atmosphere, the building is alive and everyone's got the jerseys, you know so you get that excitement and, and they, uh, so that's probably the first thing that comes to mind. But, I mean, I think our boards are lively. I think uh, in the one end there's an area that kicks pucks out to the middle, so you have to know that. Uh, you know, and you have to be ready because sometimes you're coming, you dump it in, and it pops right out in front of the net. So I think those are little home uh, home ice advantages. Probably every team's got them, though. You know, you, you always try to get rid of those little areas along the boards. They smooth them out, and they. but it seems like they always kind of come back. So hopefully we can get a couple little breaks, uh, kicks off the glass that uh, can lead to some goals for us. Great stuff with Craig Conroy. Dave Rowe uh, doing the interview earlier today, although has Craig Conroy ever done a bad interview? Probably not. Uh, Dave Rowe also was able to check in with Flames defenseman Derek Englund. Uh, let's go from an old-time player to a current player on your Calgary Flames. Here's Dave with Derek. It's like, Derek, I was looking back over some some old stuff. I remember, like, you know, when, when you first signed with the team, there's all this, like, who is Derek Englund and why is he signing for, you know, close close to $9 million? I mean, give it all that. Get, you know, given what happened when you arrived, how satisfying is it for you to be here now going into the playoffs, you know, having grown into an important part of this decor uh, it's huge obviously you know contract uh, contract aside uh, either way I try to come out and battle every night and uh, do do my job to the best I can and uh, you know help the team in any way I can and uh, I think you know with the contract it's it's kind of worked itself out and um, you know um, I obviously not going to turn it down or anything like that but uh, you know I I think I've I've grown into a different player over the last three years. Well, what about that? what about that growth compared to the the guy that you were when you came here compared to the kind of game that you can play now? Where you made the biggest strides? I think I think just getting more ice time and and uh, getting that ice time and having the confidence is is the biggest thing. I you know I've played played these minutes before uh, in Pittsburgh and and it was fine there and. You know, the last two years, you're kind of starting off and you're playing some nights eight, nine, ten minutes, and it's tough to play those as a D-man because you're you're not out there confident every other shift or every three shifts, and uh, you're kind of gripping your stick a little bit, not wanting to make a mistake, and, you know, you're kind of thinking the game differently than if you are just rolling and 
going out there every third shift or so, and uh, and you're you know you're making those little plays that maybe when you're not playing as much, you're not. Is that the, was that the hardest thing for you through the years? You know, on those eight minute nights, you know, where you're you know you're maybe lacking the confidence, where you're worried about more about making mistakes than than about making plays, and just having the confidence to get through that was that the important thing? Yeah, that's the big thing. Um, especially I think as a D man, I played forward a little bit too. It's a little easier there. You know, you don't have to. Mentally, it's not as as hard. You, for me, it was just running around and playing forward and type thing. But as a D man, you know you got to be sharp uh, for breakouts and uh, you know regroups and stuff like that. So it's uh, playing eight, ten minutes a night. You're you're not always right into the game, and it's tough to stay in the game sometimes. It really seems like this group has uh, has come together. Like you know the sixth through the year. Like you know, finally when when Stoner and Barkowski got here, that just seemed to sort of solidify the group. Have you seen that happen through the year? Just you know all of you guys growing together. Yeah, I think the beginning of the year was a tough start. Uh, you know, new new coaching staff, new systems, and uh, guys were a little unsure of it. And I think as the season went on, it showed that uh, you know the potential we could have and. And uh, we've kind of taken it and, and ran with it now. So it's uh, it's a hats off to the guys in the room for buying in and uh, coming together like that. And you kind of got the backwards thing growing on. Everyone else is going to be growing a beard here. You've uh, you've already got the beard. So how does how does that change for the playoffs? I uh, just don't trim it up. I guess um, <laughs> thought about shaving it off, but uh, that's that's a little too dramatic, I think, for me. But. Uh, yeah, I'll just keep it growing and uh, see how it goes. Yeah, the traditions continue in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And, uh, yeah, he's got a good uh, good uh, head of uh, of uh, beard growth happening there. So maybe not as good as some players like the San Jose Sharks have with Brett Burns and Joe Thornton, but still a pretty good look for Derek Englund. And, and, and I'll say this, Derek Englund's going to play a role in this series. Uh, you know, not part of the top four as far as the defensive cores go, but he adds that, you know, truculence that Brian Burke certainly likes. And, you know, if things do get physical, obviously Derek Englund's going to have to play a role in that. And, you know, as a 5'6 guy, he's played a very, very good role for the uh, Calgary Flames down the stretch. All right, we're going to take a break here on Sports Talk with Jock. We'll update what's happening in the Blue Jays game when we come back. And then... We will also hear more from Dave Rowe as he has a one-on-one sit-down with Michael Froelich. Then we're going to get to the Sports Geek of the Day. So keep it locked on the home of the Calgary Stampeders. This is News Talk 770. Sports Talk with Jock. Weekdays from 6.30 to 8 p.m. on News Talk 770 Calgary. CHQR.